Welcome back. Alright, as I mentioned, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be fearful. Because this reptilian invader from beyond, supposedly, <laughs> isn't truly from beyond. In fact, it's more correct to say that he is from within ourselves. And through our scribes, that we now call scientists, we have provided ourselves a handy analogy, a link, a clue, and here it is. Wait, let's see if you can guess it. What does science call the portion of the human brain that is geared towards cold-blooded dominance, hierarchy, aggression, and love of ritualistic acts? What have we allowed our modern-day scribes to conveniently name this portion of our brain? They call it the reptilian brain, don't they? And you might see it as coming from without because you are still transfixed on the cave wall. But look over your shoulder and you can see that it's actually being manifested outward from within. It's true. And so I'm afraid I must agree with Pogo who so wisely said, we have met the enemy and he is us. Because in earlier videos, what did we rediscover we do whenever we don't clearly understand or see something? In one way or another, we'll take it out of our metaphorical pocket, won't we? And we'll bring it forward into our world so that we may know it and in the snowing, reconcile it. And that's what we're doing here. And some of you are fearful of it. Then there are others of you who have already largely reconciled what your scientists or scribes have labeled as the reptilian portion of your brain or psyche. And so, you have little, if any, fear of all this. You have more of a curiosity than anything, a wait-and-see attitude about this whole thing. Because through other experiences, even over what you would view as other lifetimes, you have already found this lurking in your pocket, and you've already at least largely reconciled it, as all eventually do. And now, those who have yet to reconcile these attributes of dominance, aggression, right and ritual, guess what? You are now doing that. You are bringing this forward so that you may have the ability to see and reconcile. Not unlike we sometimes experience loneliness so that we may discover that we aren't alone, we will allow ourselves to see that these things are not truly of us, that they're more illusions or costumes, patterns that we have elected to wear by pulling them out and presenting them to our world in one way or another because we see them better that way. And you will have the opportunity to shed them in this enactment that you're creating. Or you may shed them now, before, by acting upon the chord that I hope this video plays for you. Because I always say, the man who sees the car coming and steps out of the road has learned the same lesson as the man who stays in the road and allows the car to run over him. They both understand the same lesson, don't they? The choice of delivery system of the lessons we teach ourselves is always our choice. So will it all come into being? I don't know. Honestly, I really don't care because it's details to me. 
And the reason it doesn't unduly concern me is because I know that even if it does come into play on the cave wall, it can only affect me as much as is relevant for me. And that is true for you too. That is the law of harmonics, the actual real law of attraction in action. And I have already largely reconciled those pieces through other experiences. And in any case, to affect what may or may not happen, my focus would need to be upon what is casting the shadow upon the cave wall, not the shadow that seems to appear on the wall. Do you see this? I know it's hard. This video is one way that I can affect the outcome because the truth is indeed a mighty sword and it can cut through Pavlovian-like conditioning that we have acquired in staring only at the cave wall. So because of this video, some of you will begin to turn your heads after hearing it. And instead of fearing the shadows on your cave wall, you will begin to look behind you to see what is casting that shadow, what is causing this to seem to be there. And that will begin to change everything. In fact, some of you will quite suddenly have the clarity to see that not only you, the individual, but perhaps even the culture that you're immersed in is still quite righteous about their self-interests and dominance and aggression and competitive natures and love of rites and rituals. You'll see that the reptilian brain is not only alive and well individually, but collectively by groups and nations. And it is lauded and applauded because these behaviors are still being viewed as not only healthy, but correct. You don't believe me? Well, how many times have you heard someone, possibly yourself, say with pride, I'm a very competitive person? Hmm. Yeah, there it is. It's here, and it walks among us daily, all of us, until we see it for what it is and root it out. And that is what we're doing right now. Now before all you lovers of science begin a riot, insisting that the survival of the fittest and competition is a healthy thing, I have to share with you something that I heard on a Greg Braden interview regarding this very thing. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Greg, you can go to his site, which is gregbraden.com, and that's Greg with two G's, and you can check him out. He has a lot of wonderful insights. I can't say I see absolutely everything exactly as he does, but even so, he has some very wonderful thoughts that are certainly closer to the truth than the current norm and are very worthwhile to check out. So you might want to do that. Please join me for the next part, and I'll tell you what Greg said.